in the shower, car, or on the can. As moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go. We're back for five minutes of physical, and it's time to talk fall, y'all. Happy fall, Raquel. (laughs) Happy fall, Kristen. Happy fall. So, speaking physical, we're going to get physical because I've deemed fall the season of Pinterest fails, okay? okay? Pinterest fails. I'm a total, like, just in general, Pinterest fail mom, right? It's the thought. I have these great thoughts. People are baking, they're making memories with their children. And I think I should be doing this too. So I give it a try. The old college try tonight, apple crisp. Okay. We went apple picking with the kids. It it was good. Now y'all, my finger, do you see how my (laughs) finger is? I need to invest tonight on Amazon. I'm investing in an apple peeler because peeling these freaking apples okay my finger is red this is like cut up i'm cussing i'm like mother like i'm going off on these apples it's taking me forever and i'm just like why dear god did i choose to do this to myself like i'm i'm this is the opposite of fun like why did i do this why did i do this so you know i feel like it's the thought of it and then like the reality of it you're like oh god this is the worst this is the worst i'm sure it was tasty though was it good it's all the hard work oh it's cooking okay it might be burnt if kyle forgot to (laughs) i told him to take it out of the i'll be real pissed you guys i'll give an update when this airs if it burnt downstairs Okay. okay i'll take a picture yes what about you? How's your fall going? Fall's starting off good for me. We always do the typical pumpkin patch. We're going apple picking in the next week. So I'll probably be in the same boat as you because I don't have an apple peeler. I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link tonight. Old school potato peeler thing. So yeah, so I'll be I'll be enjoying that. But just trying to get out and enjoy higher weather is just hit or miss in the fall. Yeah. So right now it's glorious. It's, glorious. it's you know, 70s and a little chilly in the morning, but it's getting warmer. And then, you know, pretty soon it's going to be like below zero. So I'm just trying to get out as much as possible. Get physical activity, do things outside. I mean, gosh, do you remember our uh, old school days when we'd go to haunted houses and oh my go to the best, okay, the best haunted house. At, sorry, if you if you live in LA you're like or Florida, you could partake in this yeah. the Universal Studios haunted houses. Oh, by far. The best. Hollywood yeah. Horror Nights by... Yes. Far. And yes. my husband, Kyle, would literally throw me in front of the monsters. <laughs> he was so petrified. He would be screaming like a little girl. There was a demon like on stilts. Do you remember the demon who like chased him around in and out of the lines? Because they oh knew he God. would freak out. Yeah. Yes. So he is not a fan of haunted houses yes. at all. I have witnessed, I have witnessed this. And Kyle, you look at Kyle, you never would expect that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's just like big burly dude just like screaming like a little little girl so yeah so he hates fall but it's fun for everybody else mom goes we'll be back next week talking our favorite granny panties that yeah 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 
making our, our men want to be physical for sure. Those <laughs> granny panties. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Mongols, it's five minutes of finance. Jane Galena is back this week to talk all things crypto. I am so excited for this segment. So Jane, take it away. What is all this buzz about crypto and how do we begin to invest? Thank you, Raquel. Well, you know, crypto can be a little daunting, but I'm going to show you because we are already in that digital world of currency. We are in a digital world. We are using digital currencies, the digital US dollar. If you travel abroad, you use a credit card, right? So that's digital currency. We have PayPal, we have Zelle, Venmo. All of these are digital currency technologies. However, these are more antiquated. They were set up in the 80s, 90s with the evolution of the computer and with all the hacking that we have seen in 2021, it's very, very easy for people to actually hack into bank accounts. The banks will never, ever tell you this. However, it does happen and fairly frequently. So the next step of security that started to evolve back in 2004 is cryptocurrencies, right? And cryptocurrencies are set up with encryption. That's part of the crypto, right? And so these are set up with more secure networks. Now, the one that everybody knows about is Bitcoin. And I'm going to rock your socks and tell you my personal price target for Bitcoin is zero. This Ooh. is one that is not going. I know, ladies, I know. <laughs> Everyone thinks this is the one, right? If you start getting into trading cryptocurrencies or sending it to a friend, it is not user friendly. Bitcoin takes a lot of electricity based on the hash rate. There's all these computers that are set up around the world to be able to solve the algorithm of moving the cryptocurrency. If you're sending it to one person or making a purchase, it can take sometimes up to an hour and the fees are very, very high. And so for that reason, Bitcoin is not in my interest as a potential global currency. I will tell you guys next week which one I do think will be rocking this global market. Ethereum is another one that was pretty much placeholder number two and Litecoin number three. But these blockchain technologies are set up where somebody sends an order and it pings off of all of those computers. That's that hash rate. Then it goes into a ledger that is going to show this person, which is encrypted, it's this wallet account sent money to this wallet account. And once that transaction has gone through, the ledger notes it down, almost like a, a time and sales for a stock exchange. This is that transaction receipt, the confirmation for it. Then when that ledger fills up, that is created into a block. And so we have all of these ledgers full and they're blocks of ledger information. So that's that blockchain technology. And it is set up where it cannot be attacked into. It's very hard for people to hack into these encrypted networks of the coins. So something else to remember, you have, for example, the Bitcoin network that runs Bitcoin. Another example would be say Ripple, which everyone has heard in the news with the SEC. So it's Ripple network that has the XRP coin on it. So when you look at it, you have that network and then a highly named coin that deals on that network. 
Now, sort of branching off of that, you can have tokens based off of the coins, sort of like a wheel with a hub and spoke system to it. Now, right now, there are so many cryptos that are out there. There's actually over 10,000 cryptos. And if you want to look at that little Google information of cryptocurrencies, crypto coins, crypto tokens, you can look at coinmarketcap.com. This will show you based on market cap valuation. So that would be the number of coins times the price equals the market cap. And it will order them for you, rank them for you. You can also search for the biggest movers, the biggest losers for that day. And it will show you what exchanges you can buy it on. There's actually over 400 different crypto exchanges out there. So when somebody asks me in particular about a particular crypto or a particular exchange, there's no way for me to know everything. But what is really important is to see what the white paper says. That's going to be like a business plan for the company, their particular network and their technology. So you want to be an informed investor if you are investing in these coins. And you also want to make sure that you know what you're getting into, right? There are a lot of fluff coins out there that people are raising money with but you want to make sure that you know what is happening with this coin. What is the purpose for this coin? When you have your crypto, you want to keep it on a wallet, right? So one of the recommendations is if whatever coin you are holding, you want to keep it off of the exchange. Why? Well, if you think of it this way, when your money is in the bank, who's in charge of your money? It's actually the bank, right? To you, it's simply a number on a computer screen, which is a ledger, right? Or in your bank account on your phone, if you're looking at it. But if you have that cash in your hand, in your house, in a little safe, then you have all of your money in your hand. So that would be the difference of keeping your crypto on an exchange where those exchanges could get hacked and your crypto coins or tokens could be stolen. But if you have it on a soft wallet or a hard wallet, such as a nano ledger or a Trezor wallet, then you have that in your house safe and secure so that nobody else can access it. It's for you. So mom goes, ask Santa for a nano ledger or Trezor wallet. Yes. Trezor wallet to keep your crypto safe, right? Exactly. Just make sure you buy one that holds the coin you're interested in holding on it. I did that as a mistake, so don't do that. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize different wallets for different coins. Some are available on certain coins because it's like a phone. You have to have that app for that coin. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. And stick around next week because Jade is going to be filling us in. First off, how we even buy crypto. Second, the six must have coins to buy. That way your, your nano wallet matches. Okay. You got it. You got to know what you're going to buy. So stick around next week. Thank you so much, Jane. This was so interesting. My pleasure. So exciting. We'll see you next week. Stick around guys. Mommy. Mommy. <sighs> it's time to talk five minutes of emotions this week again with the founders of Raising Children You Like and co-hosts of the Not Your Mother's podcast, Sana and Veronica. All right, ladies, we are both moms of two here. And this week we are talking siblings. So please, for the love of God, how do we stop the fighting? <laughs> well, my eyes, my eyes are twitching just thinking about it because <laughs> it is so intense, isn't it? It is. And the good and bad news is, is that it's normal and it's going to continue to happen. And our job is not necessarily to just stop the fighting altogether, but to give them tools to work it out so that we don't always have to get involved. But we're like, OK, this is how you guys can work it out together. 
And as they get older, they start learning that tool that they can apply to sibling work and to friends and colleagues and work relationships. So it's it's an incredible tool that we get to give them, but it's very difficult because it doesn't just work overnight. It's not just like, oh, we said it once and then they never argue again. And a lot of this comes from our idea of sharing, right? Like we have, we put this expectation on them that Janet Lansbury said something that really resonated with me. She said, you can't speed up developmental process. Like kids are going to learn when they learn something. And for parents, this concept of sharing is so like so touchy. Like if they don't share, you're just like, oh my gosh, they're spoiled. They are selfish. They, you know, you start thinking all these things when they just haven't necessarily like learned that tool yet. So before we even get into tips, it's really about the parent asking themselves, what are my feelings around sharing? Why do I feel like they have to share? Do you have to share? I don't know. Like, why should you, you know? And and so I think starting there is important because that is what lays the foundation of how you treat your children. And one of the things that we say at Raising Children You Like is like focusing on collaboration over competition and never really being like, well, Susie ate all her Cheerios and you haven't eaten your Cheerios because you're you're starting to pin them against each other and then you're expecting them to share when they're developmentally ready. And that's not the breeding ground that we intentionally are trying to do. So are you, are you saying, should I put it up to my five-year-old? Should I put it their choice? Like, do I make it up to them at their choice? Well, you can lay the foundation of what, you know, either we're taking turns so you can, when they're younger, we use the word taking turns a lot. and Like under three. At, yeah. And then as they're older, it's this collaborative effort of like, let's problem solve. I see you have the toy right now. Your little sister wants to have a turn. What do you think we should do about this? Or when, when you're all done with it, then let's give it to your sister. And a lot of times they love to get involved in the problem solving. If it hasn't turned into a dysregulated moment of crying and kicking, they're like, oh yeah, she does want it. Maybe I can give her a turn when I'm all done. That sounds great. Let's do that. And then we have to narrate to the younger one who doesn't necessarily understand, which is a difficult place to be when they're the younger ones still trying to understand these concepts. But also because they're younger, we can sometimes say like, let's play with this while we're waiting for our turn. What can we do? So you're constantly planting these seeds of problem solving. So as they are developing and getting older, they start understanding how can I problem solve this on my own? How can I look for something to do while I'm waiting for my turn? And you can even take turns with something sometimes like setting a timer where like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna take out these toys. Everybody can have this one for two minutes and then we'll take a turn and we'll move it on. But that's more of like a collaborative effort when everybody's playing with the same things. But yeah, under three, we take turns and older than three, we really try to push and support problem solving because that's gonna be a life lesson. I just feel so passionate about teaching my child as I'm sure you guys do too, these lessons for life. And we're like, oh man, I didn't get that lesson. Like I didn't get those skills. I, I'm learning them now and I'm learning them alongside of my child. And so we're trying to learn them, model them, teach them at the same time. And mm -hmm. I, I heard something yesterday where it was like, the more work we do and the more that we work on ourselves and show up differently and model this for our children, the less work they have to do. Got it. Got it. Instead of being like, share with your sister, please God, just share, just share it with your sister. So she'll be practicing. <laughs> right. I do that too much, but now I'm not going to, because now I know what to do. Thanks to you both. So thank you. So in order to raise children we like, we have to start first liking ourselves. So Sana and Veronica are back to help us do that inner work next week. All right, you guys stick around next week. Bye. All right, mom goals. That's all the time we have. Thanks for listening. Want more Mom Goal? Follow us on Instagram at Mom Goal. And don't forget to leave us a review.